what choices in your life are making it challenging for you to have the energy to show up and deliver? And maybe that's not even a question about business or career. Maybe it's a question about you showing up as a mother, you showing up as a friend, you showing up as a spouse. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 244, How to Prep for a Luxury Experience, the Bora Bora edition. Yes, we are on our way to Bora Bora, and I'm sharing the behind the scenes of how I prepare for this experience, both personally and professionally. So I'm talking about how I pack, how I plan my travel, the boundaries I put in place, how I set myself up for success in terms of my schedule and making sure my team has everything that they need. I'm talking about marketing and branding and photography. So literally, I've condensed all of my planning into this one juicy episode. So if you are interested in learning more about our experiences themselves, this is for you. If you happen to run retreats, this is also for you. So I'm going to give you a fly on the wall experience through this episode and of course across social media when we're actually in Bora Bora. So make sure you tune in to Instagram um, as well as all of our emails and everything happening within the I Heart My Life community. All right, let's dive in. So I am ready to dive in. I've taken a walk outside. I had a cup of coffee, so I fueled myself, and I'm ready to share some of the behind the scenes of prepping for our Bora Bora experience. So first and foremost, why in the world do we actually choose locations like Bora Bora that are incredibly challenging to get to, not exactly filled with all the modern amenities, a little bit difficult in terms of COVID? You know, why are we doing this to ourselves? And one of the main reasons is that I love to really support people in stepping out of their current reality and seeing what is possible for them. And I don't know a better way to actually do this than to have them physically put themselves in a different space. So this happens at our workshops, at our live events, but it definitely happens even in an even more powerful way on these experiences. And so I personally always start with, you know, what would feel like a stretch for me? What would feel like an up level? What would feel exciting? What would feel like I'm taking something off my vision board and actually doing it instead of waiting until I'm 60 or 70 or whatever it may be. And for me, Bora Bora has always been kind of the epitome of what I was aiming for in terms of luxury travel. I remember hearing years ago that my sister-in-law and brother-in-law took their honeymoon in Bora Bora. And I remember my husband telling me, It was like $10,000 for a whole week. And this was years ago. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I wonder when I'm going to be able to afford to do something like that. And it seemed so far off. And so for me, I'm really all about bringing 
people's future reality into the present moment. Because so often we think that things are going to take so long. We think that they're so far off in the future. But in reality, we are able to compress the timeline of anything we want to compress. And so bringing people to Bora Bora felt really exciting to me because I know that so many people think it's not for me, it's not possible. And if it is possible, it's years away and I'm not going to be able to experience it now. And I personally am not available for that. You've probably heard me say that patience isn't exactly a word in my dictionary. And of course, there's a time and place where you can be patient and, you know, you understand that things might take a little bit longer than expected. But for me, this experience and travel and getting into this next level version of your reality That for me is not kind of on the list of what I'm going to be patient for. And so I really am passionate about supporting other women and allowing this to be their new reality and their new normal. And when you start to see that this sort of travel or this sort of level of experience is possible for you, then your mindset shifts. There's a whole new belief system that forms. You've done it once. And so you know you can do it again. You're showing other people what's possible. So there's a huge level of impact that occurs. And I've even seen this. The other day on on Facebook, my event planner was posting that she's going to be going to Bora Bora because she's coming with us. And I saw all the lists of comments below. And she was literally just asking people, what should I bring? How How can I prepare for those of you who have been? And there were a couple of people who had been, but a few, but, but the majority of the list of comments were from people who had not been to Bora Bora. And there were things like, oh my goodness, please pack me. I wish I could go. That's on my bucket list. And just by her, you know, saying yes to this experience and working with us and, and taking this trip, she's showing other people in her life what's possible. So for me, the positive domino effect is massive. And that really, really excites me. So I truly believe anything is possible. And this is just another example of that. So I hope you gives that, that gives you some background as to why we choose these luxury experiences, why we choose these locations in particular, and what the intent is behind the location. Because it's never actually just about the location. It's about what transformation occurs when you get yourself in the room, when you get yourself into this environment. It's never about the money. It just, you know, let's just put that out there. It really isn't. It's about the transformation that occurs and who you become in the process to getting the thing. Okay. So I'm going to go through some of my personal preparations as well as our business preparations to support you and really understanding what it looks like behind the scenes. And also if you want to plan something like this for yourself, how to really do it in a high vibe way so that you are fully supported because, you know, we're not going to get into the physiology and the science behind what happens to your body when you travel this far. But of course it does take a toll on your body. And so we want to be prepared for all of that. And uh, myself and James in particular, we are going for almost two weeks. And so that's a big chunk of time for us to be away from our work and the business. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Okay, so first and foremost, when I look at travel, I always pick first class flights, especially on these flights that are long haul, they're overnight. It really, for me, is a non-negotiable. And so this one in particular, we are flying from Austin, Texas to L.A., That's a first class flight. Then from LA, we fly to Tahiti. That's an overnight flight, first class. I think it's about eight hours. And then from there, from Tahiti, we fly to Bora Bora and that's a quick 50 minute flight. And then we take a boat from the Bora Bora airport to the Four Seasons Hotel. So as you can see, there's a lot of different, you know, elements to this flight. And 
We have to go through customs. We have to recollect baggage. And so there's a lot happening behind the scenes. And for me, I just, it it truly is a non-negotiable that I want to get to the airport. I want to know that I can pack basically as much luggage as I want to. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but on first class flights, you can have two bags, completely complimentary, and they can be up to, I think it's 72 pounds. And so for me, who's not a light packer, (laughs) that's really important. I don't want to have to scrimp and worry about, am I going to be regretting not bringing something? I just want to bring everything that I need or could possibly need. Now, my husband is completely different. He doesn't want to have excess. (laughs) He likes everything to be a bit more simple. He doesn't want to have something in his suitcase that he doesn't actually end up wearing. And we don't have to get into that mindset, but you might be of that mindset. But just think about, isn't it more freeing to know that you don't have to worry about what you're bringing, whether you choose to go uh, on my side of the spectrum or his, you don't have to worry about it. You can bring what you want to bring and you don't have to be there at the front of the line in the airport, you know, opening up your luggage, trying to make the minimum weight, which I've done many, many times over the years. I always had to put stuff into my purse or even bring an extra carry-on bag and take out some of my shoes or my heaviest items so that I could fit under that 50-pound limitation. And I didn't want that. I don't want to get to the airport and have to wait in a really long line when I'm going to be traveling for essentially 18 hours. I want to be able to go to the front of the line. I want to be able to get on the plane first. I want to have Space for me is the most important thing. When I'm sitting on a plane, I want to be able to have a ton of space. Oftentimes, not necessarily on this trip, but I'm working on the plane. So I want to be able to not feel like I'm squished when I'm on my laptop. I want to make sure that my arms and my elbows have enough room to expand and I can actually think clearly when I'm doing my work instead of worrying about the person next to me or bumping you know, elbows or feeling squished in the middle seat. And so as I'm listing off all these things, you know, you might be resonating, but there might be the question of, well, how do I pay for that? And that was definitely my question back in the day as well, when I was definitely not traveling first class. And I remember there was an instance in particular where I was part of a group program and we were going to be having an event in Miami. And at the time I was living in London. And so every single day I thought about an upgrade and I focused on visualizing how it feel to get on the plane and to know that I was sitting in business class or first class. And I was going to experience the leather seats and the wide, you know, the extra leg room and the extra arm space. And I was going to be able to put my luggage right above my head because there was enough room in the compartments. And I was going to be handed a, a glass of champagne. And so I went through this whole visualization literally for months. And that actually occurred when I got to the airport. I was upgraded completely complimentary and I got to experience business class for the first time. And I think I did a whole episode on that. I'll have to find it. But it's another reminder to me that, you know, visualization works, number one. And number two, once you get a taste of something, it's very hard to go backwards. And we've all heard that before. When somebody has, you know, a rise to fame or wealth or whatever, obviously they don't want to go backwards and have to experience the life that they had before. And of course, many of you listening to this, maybe first class travel isn't important to you and that's totally okay. Pick the thing that feels like the up level to you. 
But in terms of this experience for me, I just know that this type of travel is now non-negotiable for me. And once I had that first experience, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to step into this new reality and I was going to make it happen. And there have been times, trust me, where I've been tempted or even not booked the first class travel. And then I get there and I'm like, okay, we need to upgrade. I can't deal with this. And I end up paying more. And so what I realized was I just need to do it from the get go. That's my true desire. And I will always find the money and make the money for something that's my true desire. Now, I want to talk about some of the practical elements of this as well, because this is really important for all of you high performers to hear. We are going on this trip as it's a business trip. And so we are going to be working. We are going to be leading a retreat. There's a time zone difference between where we live and Bora Bora. And so for me, it's really important that we show up rested, that we are fully supported the entire time so that we have enough energy to deliver tons and tons of value to our clients. So I want you to really think about that. What choices in your life are making it challenging for you to have the energy to show up and deliver? And maybe that's not even a question about business or career. Maybe it's a question about you showing up as a mother, you showing up as a friend, you showing up as a spouse. What in your life is making it challenging to actually show up and deliver what you know you can deliver or helping you or or making it so that it's impossible for you to show up as your best self. And so that's really what I ask myself when I travel as well. So for this one in particular, because it's an overnight flight, what I'm going to do is we leave around, I don't know, 630, I believe, in the evening on a Wednesday. And we get to LA um, about three and a half hours later. And by the time we actually get on the flight to go to Tahiti, it's around 11.30 p.m. L.A. time. So for me, that'll really be like 1.30 a.m. So I shouldn't have a problem sleeping on the plane. I'm not the best at sleeping on a plane, but I'm going to do my best on this one. And I'm going to make sure that when I get on the plane, the plane from L.A. to Tahiti, that I'm not having any food. I'm not doing anything stimulating. I'm not even getting my computer down. I'm turning my phone off, all the things. I might even take a little bit of melatonin or something to help me sleep or magnesium. And so I'm going to do as much as I possibly can to make sure that I do actually sleep on that flight so I can get on the same time zone as Bora Bora. And so think about that as well. Do you prepare yourself for sleep on a plane? Do you prepare yourself to have whatever you need to be able to sleep on a plane? Like I'll be bringing an extra pair of clothes that are more comfortable to actually sleep on the plane. You know, we'll think about magnesium or something that we want to take in order to calm our mind and make it easier to sleep on the plane. Again, something that's natural. Do you need to bring earplugs? You know, most of the time in first class, they will bring, they will give you earplugs. But what are the things that you need so that you can show up as the most rested you could possibly be when you arrive in that location? And most people do not have that thought process. The majority of the world, when we're thinking about common beliefs and common ways of thinking, think about how can I save the most money? But when you're doing that, You're not actually going through the thought process of how can I show up as my most rested self with the most energy I could possibly have to deliver and serve my clients. And even if you're going on a vacation, do you really want to show up as drained, as moody, right? Especially if you're going with your partner or with your family, kids require a lot of energy. So what are you going to do to set yourself up for success? 
All right. The next thing I want to chat about is enough time before anyone, everyone arrives. So thinking about giving yourself more space. So for us, we're actually going to be landing in Bora Bora on the 5th and we are going to be starting our retreat on the evening of the 8th. So as you can see, there's a lot of extra time there in between when our when we arrive and when our clients arrive. And then we're actually giving us ourselves some space at the end of the retreat, which I'll talk about in a second. And so what I used to do, the future me or the former me, I should say, I used to try and pack everything in. I used to show up, you know, at the very you know start of when the event would start or when the retreat would start, I would get there, you know, maybe a day before the evening before. But in particular for this experience with the time difference, with everything that's going on, I wanted to make sure that we had more than enough space. And again, for a lot of people, their mind, and maybe this is you, your mind goes to money. Well, how can I afford to pay for an extra three days of this experience when I'm already paying for, you know, five days of the retreat? How can I really justify that? Do I actually have to get there so many days in advance? And I want you to really remove money from the conversation when you're making decisions like this. And we can come back to money and we will. But for the time being, really think about your own travel and the experiences in your life. Remove money from the conversation and ask yourself, what would be the most supportive thing for me? Which What would feel like I'm being true to my desires? What would feel like I'm putting myself and my health first? And I imagine that it would be the answer of at least two extra days, maybe three, maybe even more. Okay, so really think about it from that perspective. And then we come back to the money and we say, okay, well, how can we make this work? Is this doable with my current budget? Is this doable with the amount of money I have coming in right now? If not, how can I ramp that up? How can I pull money from something else to pay for this? Because there's always a way to make it happen if the desire is there. But most people don't actually start with the desire, so they don't even go through this process. And it's literally all the decisions are being made through fear, through lack, through what they think they should do versus desire. So I knew that I wanted more than enough time before everyone arrives. I wanted to make sure that we had at least two full days where we weren't even doing anything before we do some of the first items I'm going to mention in a second. And then I wanted to make sure that we had at least three days afterwards to be able to relax, to completely switch off because hosting a retreat is very intense. And I wanted to make sure that James and I got to enjoy this because it was on my personal bucket list. And so I wanted to be able to have personal time with my husband as well. So like I said, we're leaving on a Wednesday. We actually arrive very early on the Thursday morning. So we have all day Thursday, all day Friday, where nothing is planned except for a massage. Now that's another piece. So when you actually get to the location, how are you going to set yourself up for success? So what we did is made sure that we have an early check-in. They actually booked us in the night before. So even though we're not going to be there the night before, our room is ready the night before and we get to check in right when we get there at 745 in the morning. Okay, that's also really key. I do not like to get to places and feel like I have to wait all day to be able to put my stuff in the room and feel settled. That does not feel good to me. And so when we travel, say, within the U.S. or something that's a little bit more standard, We actually use American Express Platinum, which is amazing because it actually allows you at certain hotels to check in at 12 p.m. and to check out at 4 p.m. the following day. So you get an early check-in and a late check-out. Completely complimentary, by the way. Now, this is only for American Express fine hotels and resorts, but we use that for everything. So yes, 
the hotels are going to be five star. They're going to be a bit pricier, but it's worth every penny because I like to stay in beautiful places. And then you also get that incredible opportunity to check in early and check out late and you get a free breakfast. And you also most of the time get a hundred dollar credit or whatever is the equivalent to that for the spa or something else at the, the hotel or resort. And so I'm always looking at, you know, how can we make this as seamless as possible and really thinking far in advance. So I like to play the whole tape through, so to speak. So when I arrive on this island after 18 hours of travel, am I going to want to have the hotel just check my luggage and feel like, you know, all my dresses are getting squished. I don't have to, you know, all that stuff going through my mind. And or would I rather pay for an extra night in this hotel and have the opportunity to check in right when I get there, get settled, hang up all my stuff. You know, then I envision James and me going to get some food, walking on the beach, having the whole day ahead of us versus not checking in until 4 p.m., feeling like we're rifling through our suitcase behind the scenes in the lobby, trying to get my swimsuit, all the stuff that doesn't feel good to me. And so I don't want to start this experience with any sort of stress. And so I'm going to do all I can to set myself up for success. Okay, same thing on the end of the trip. So our clients are going to be leaving um, at some point on Friday. And then we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day Monday, and we leave Monday evening. So same thing. We don't leave until 6.30 p.m. on Monday. I didn't want to have to be living out of a suitcase. So again, we've booked the room. So essentially, we're paying for these extra kind of two days so that we get a more supportive experience while we're on this trip. And that was my personal decision because I know myself and I know that I want to have this seamless experience. And again, this is one example, but I want you to think about how you are scrimping in your own life. How are you making things harder than they need to be? How could you be more supported? Maybe this is even ringing some bells for you because you know that you're not supported in your house. You don't have the team that you want. You don't have people helping you clean. Maybe when you're traveling, you're realizing you're making things a lot harder than they need to be. And even spending that extra amount is going to be so supportive. Most people don't even research the business class or first class seats. Most people don't even ask how much would it cost to have an early check-in. Even recently, I was looking at Airbnbs because sometimes we stay in Airbnbs when we travel. And so when we go to London, we have multiple places booked. And I was asking them, okay, well, how much would it cost for an early check-in? And they said, oh, it would be 50 pounds. That's like an equivalent to $75. And that was way cheaper than I thought it was going to be. But most people don't actually ask. Or what if you are arriving in London from the United States at seven in the morning? What if you book the night before in the Airbnb or the hotel so that it's ready for when you actually arrive in the city, right? It's such a novel idea, but we've been brought up to believe that we can't have waste. You know, that's a waste of money. That's too frivolous. That's too indulgent. But is it really? Like, isn't your health wealth? Isn't that the thing that's going to support you in getting the life that you want? If you aren't able to show up for your dream life, how are you actually going to get it? So really start to think expansively. 
And not only are you supporting yourself, but you're supporting the hotel, you're supporting the Airbnb owner, you're adding additional, you know, revenue to, to their property, all that stuff. Okay. So really start to think expansively and give yourself enough time, give yourself enough white space. Don't be doing things back to back. Trust me. Like I am the queen of back to back in so many ways. <laughs> I'm squeezing in this podcast like you wouldn't believe. And there's a time and place for that, but not when it comes to travel, not when it comes to you showing up and supporting other people, not when it comes to these sort of once in a lifetime experiences. Like why would you want to show up stressed? I do not want to show up stressed. So obviously that is going to support us with not being jet lagged. I like to make the decision that I'm not going to be jet lagged. What we also love to do is make sure we have two beds in our room. And sometimes that is actually two beds. Sometimes it's a pull out. I always, if it's a pull out, I always ask for a topper to make it more comfortable. Sometimes people have rollaway beds. So whatever we can do to have the most comfort possible, that's not because I don't love my husband, but sometimes when you are getting on a new sleep schedule or you're staying in a new place, it's challenging to sleep. And we even do that at home. Sometimes I will sleep in the guest room just because I know that I want to focus on my sleep. I want to protect my sleep. And we all know that it's, it's, I mean, well, at least I'll speak for myself. It's kind of strange that we spend so many years of our lives sleeping on our own. And then all of a sudden when we get married or we pair up with somebody, we're supposed to sleep in the same bed, right? (laughs) I've always thought that was a little bit strange. But anyway, if you're a great sleeper, awesome. For me, sleep is still something I'm working on. And so I know I want to protect my sleep and set myself up for success. So we choose to make that decision. We always make sure we have enough water in the room. We make sure that we have a kettle in the room, actually, because we like to make our own coffee. We bring our own coffee. Even at beautiful hotels, oftentimes the coffee is not organic. And so there's a lot that we've learned about coffee over the years. I don't need to get into all of that today, but we like to bring our own coffee. Sometimes we even bring our own grinder. And so we'll ask for a kettle so we can make our own coffee in the morning. And I like to ask for that the night before we go because... Well, frankly, um, sometimes room service takes a while. And so if I'm asking for that in the morning and it's their busy breakfast period, then I probably don't get it. So I like to ask for it the night before. So as you can see, I'm a little bit of a high maintenance flyer (laughs) and traveler, but I've learned to own that because that's how I get the best results and I know myself. And so why not just remove the stress, have your process, have the things that you require in order to show up and be your best and just own it. Then of course, we have other things lined up to support us. So it's really important to ground after you get off a plane. So whether that's taking a walk, I also think it's really important to do some sort of body work, whether it's acupuncture or massage. So we have massages lined up for the second day. Uh, So really just think about what you require, what would feel most supportive for you personally. And then, of course, we plan things in terms of our life at home. So we needed to set up a cat sitter. James is making a big document for them to really show them, you know, how to take care of Lola, our cat, how to water the plants, all the things. We've cleared our schedule in terms of our personal life. So letting people know that we have to move something. I'll get into some of the business schedule in a second. But just being clear with people, you know, I'm going to be in Bora Bora. I'm going to be hosting this retreat. You probably won't hear from me. Maybe you turn your out of office on. So just being obvious and communicate with people about your current circumstances, where you're going to be, what your focus is going to be, and what they can expect from you in terms of returning calls or responding to texts. The other thing is COVID. So this is still a thing, at least where we're going at the moment in French Polynesia. And so figuring out what are the requirements there. 
So we didn't realize that you actually needed to get a booster shot before going to Bora Bora. They literally just changed the rules and regulations on April 5th, so a month ago, less than a month ago. And if you've been vaccinated more than nine months ago, you have to get a booster. So we had to do that. And then we have to get our PCR test. We have to get a test before coming back to the US. So all these little things where we had to figure out the requirements and make sure we were set up for success to meet those requirements. The other thing I would say is what are my own personal boundaries to make sure I'm recovering? So that's another thing. So if you feel like someone could come into your life and, you know, send you a text and potentially, you know, throw you off, like what if you turn off your phone? What if you block that block text messages for a bit? So really think about what are those boundaries? And I wrote that as a note just to make sure I, I shared this. Like what are your boundaries to make sure you're recovering? to make sure that you're getting what you need from this experience. And just know, first and foremost, that it's okay and it's really important for you to set boundaries. Okay, so really think about that as well. All right, so that is the personal side of all of this. Now I'm gonna go into the preparation in terms of business. So whether you're an entrepreneur and you have a business or maybe you have a career, there are certain things that you're gonna be doing to set yourself up for success as you go on this experience. So obviously for the business, I wanted to think about our clients. How do we want everyone to feel after this experience? And even on this experience, what do we want them to learn? What do we want their takeaways to be? What do we want them to go back and share with their family or with their clients or with their communities? And that's really the starting place for us for everything is what is the end result of this? And then we work backwards. So I had the location. Then we wanted to figure out How do we set people up for success and what does success actually look like? So for me on this retreat and also for James, our perspective was this was about them vacating their life. This was about them getting out of their current reality and stepping into a new one. This was about them seeing what is possible. This was about them experiencing ultimate luxury in a way that they probably never have experienced it before. And so how do we go about making that happen for them in a relatively short amount of time? And so although we'll be talking a bit about business strategy because we have some clients there who are entrepreneurs, it's really about a reset for them mentally and physically. And it's really interesting because when we had them fill out preparation forms, which we always do, we have them answer what it is that they're looking for. That was really the majority vote. People were looking to have fun, to decompress, to move out of burnout, to tune back into their true selves, to up-level to the next level version of themselves. It was about very deep and personal work that, again, most likely can only be done in person and is really supported by getting out of your current environment and stepping into this new way of living, being in this new kind of level of luxury. And so that's our focus for this trip. And so we've really curated every single day based on that. And this is not an experience where you're sitting in a workshop space for the entire time. We want them out there moving. We are doing yoga. We're planning meditations. We're planning walk walks. We're doing an excursion on a boat. We have beautiful culinary experiences planned for them. We have a big dinner. We have buffets. We have all the things to really support them. And then we actually have white space built in. And so often for ambitious women and and women who have a lot of big dreams, we're not giving ourselves a lot of white space. So it was really important for us to set them up for success so they can see that, you know what, the whole world is not going to come toppling down just because I'm taking a few hours off to go journal or just because I'm going to the spa or whatever it may be. 
So we actually are giving them time to pick and choose what they want to do in those moments. We're also setting some boundaries around tech for them, which I know is going to be a little bit challenging, but I'm excited to see all the results. We're giving them suggested morning and evening routines that they can tailor to what feels good to them. We are supporting them and having time to connect with each other. That is huge. So many ideas are going to come from them just being in community and connecting with the other women in this group and on this trip with them. And I think so often we forget about that. We forget that even though we want to get a lot of things done and we want to pile on as much as possible and feel accomplished, a stressed mind cannot actually be creative. A stressed mind is not going to come up with your best ideas. So it's actually really essential that you add in that rest and relaxation in order to move things forward, in order to reach your goals, in order to feel inspired again. And I know for me, that was a big part of the mission of this trip is to re-inspire all of these clients. Many of them have big missions in the world. They want to impact other people, but they can't do that if they aren't actually feeling inspired. They aren't feeling creative or yeah, just inspired to get out and share their message. So we all obviously also thought about food, what would be the most supportive for them? How can we make things as easy and seamless as possible? We had to think about their COVID situation. So my event planner has been talking to them about their vaccines and PCR tests and all the stuff. And I know that there are various uh, schools of thought in terms of vaccination. We're not going to talk about that on this episode, but that was something that definitely, you know, we had to talk about before this experience, just making sure everyone was on the same page and it wasn't going to be an issue. And unfortunately, that's that's a conversation that all of us are having at the moment in terms of those of us who are running retreats and experiences. We also share with our clients about how to actually personally prepare for this. What is the mindset to come to this experience with? What questions should you be asking yourself? Like, what do I want to leave with? How do I want to feel? How do I want to be showing up? All those key questions. I actually banned a few books. (laughs) One of our marketing strategists for this particular retreat was talking to our clients about a new Russell Brunson book. And I said, you know what? We're not reading Russell Brunson. (laughs) We are going to be reading fiction or something really light. I actually bought everyone a book. It's called The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I bought everyone that book because it's a bit lighter in case they do want to read something. So really think about how to set yourself, your clients up for success and what are the boundaries you can put in place so that they do have the experience that you're intending them to have. Because you are the teacher if you're running something like this. And so for James and myself, we want to make sure that we're communicating how to best set yourself up for success. So clearing your schedule, moving all appointments, not hosting a webinar or something while you're on this trip. All that is really, really important. And most people don't operate with that frame in mind. And so really think about how you can teach people to set these boundaries and hold the boundaries for them as well. Because they might not know. That's why they're coming to you. That's why they're coming on this experience, because they want to make sure that they're being supported and that they're being taught by people who know what they're doing. So don't be afraid to set those boundaries. And then, of course, for me, a big thing was having fun. So I know that a lot of the ladies in our community don't have enough fun, myself included, raising hand. And so how can we really integrate that into this experience for them so that they leave, you know, not only feeling like they've learned something, they've transformed, they've rested, but they've experienced joy. So how much of our life are we spent thinking about and preparing to feel joy and making that a clear intention of every single day or every trip that we take? 
And so that's really woven through this experience as well. And then I really do allow for a lot of extra white space. And so I know that during hot seats and during we're even doing one-to-ones on this experience, there are going to be other things that come up that I want to make sure to address. And so not leaving out, not creating a schedule that's so rigid, but allowing yourself some extra white space to ebb and flow and to feel inspired by wherever you're guided to take the trainings or take the experience. Okay. Especially for something like this. This is really important for us. All right. The next piece of this in terms of business is marketing. So how do we prepare for that? So there's two components of this, the marketing of the actual experience and then the marketing behind the scenes happening in the company while I'm away. So the first piece of this is photography. So I knew that for myself personally and my personal brand that I wanted to have epic photos of this, (laughs) of this whole experience for myself personally, as well as from a business perspective. So after looking at some of the photographers who are on the island, who with all due respect are incredible, but not necessarily my aesthetic, I decided that I wanted to bring one of my favorite photographers to the island. So we were actually flying her to the island. She's been a dear friend for many years, for about 20 years. And she's somebody who actually photographed our weddings and she photographed me in London and Paris. You've probably seen a lot of her work. Her name is Amanda Holka and she's absolutely incredible. And so she's going to be flying out to photograph us as well as our clients throughout the entire experience. And so I'm so excited about that. She's actually helped us put together a mood board. So I've been scouring Instagram and saving certain photos and reels and ideas from other people who have traveled to Bora Bora. So we have a long list of different shots that we want to capture. And that's really exciting to me. I feel like photos are so, so important. And, you know, for some people listening, you might be thinking, well, again, that's an added expense. That's a bit excessive. Why do you have to fly somebody out? Well, I knew for me personally that I take photography and branding really seriously, and I wanted to make sure that I got the result that I wanted. And I already trust Amanda. We have that relationship. And so it was really important for me to feel fully supported versus going in and not knowing whether somebody was going to be able to capture what it was that I was looking for. So really think about that for yourself. And then I knew for James and me personally, this was a really important trip, and I wanted to have beautiful photos to capture this memory. A lot of you have been asking, are you going to be going, are we going to be going to Bora Bora again? Is this going to be an annual thing? And right now my answer is no. And the reason is because there are so many places in the world that I want to take clients. Our I Heart My Life experiences are designed to basically make it so you could come to every single retreat over the next few few years if you want, because they're all going to be a little bit different. They're going to be in different locations. You're going to be a different person when you attend one from another. And so that's really my intention. And so I wanted to capture this experience in the best way I possibly could. The other thing I wanted to do is provide our clients with an opportunity to have this experience captured. And so they get to book time with Amanda and she's put together exclusive packages and pricing just for our clients, which is really, really special. So to be able to provide them with that felt really good as well. Then we have videography. So videography is really important, obviously, and we're doing a lot of promotional videography. We're doing some behind the scenes and we're going to be capturing this experience because I want you to be able to see what it's like to be a part of an I Heart My Life experience, what it's like to be able to be on a retreat like this. And it's my hope that you'll give yourself this gift in addition to being a fly on the wall and going along for the journey with us with photography and videography. 
So you'll be able to see group photos, photos. You'll be able to see what it looks like when James and myself are teaching. You'll be able to see the ladies on excursions. You'll be able to see us at our farewell dinner, all the stuff that we have planned. So you get a taste of what it's like to be with us. So think about that if you're a business owner or even if you have an opportunity to showcase something within your current role. How can you bring your audience along for the journey? Because people love it. People get so excited. They want to see the behind the scenes. They want to know what happens in the room. And oftentimes we think about our clients, which is amazing. That is what you should be thinking about in terms of first and foremost, what's most important. But also think about the future clients who could be watching this and literally, you know, in their mind thinking, oh my gosh, I'm doing the next one and committing to it before you even have the registration card up, before you've even opened the doors, because they've seen all the behind the scenes and they know that they want to be at the next one. They don't want to miss it. I remember I had a client who said, there's no way I'm going to be sitting on Instagram scrolling through when you do your next experience. I'm going to have way too much FOMO. I need to get myself into the room. And really think about, you know, what are the photographs you want to take? How can you best prepare? For me, a lot of preparation has to do with fashion. So really starting well in advance. I think I started researching different, I'm not researching, but looking at different clothes and visualizing what I wanted this experience to look like um, from a fashion perspective about six months ago. There was even one outfit in particular. It's beautiful. And it was on back order. So I pre-ordered it. Then it was on back order again. So they canceled my order. Then I went back to look for it and they actually had it. So I ordered it and it's just this dream outfit that's so Bora Bora. I knew I had to have it. So are you giving yourself enough time to think about what you want to wear in the shoes and all the things, right? All that stuff takes a lot of thought. Are you having preparation calls with your photographer and videographer? So we actually have somebody who's our editor here in Austin for one of our other videos, and he's going to be taking the footage from the videographer in Bora Bora and putting it together into the videos that we're making. Okay, so he had a preparation call with the videographer in Bora Bora, and my event planner organized all of that. Then we had to think about how are we getting the photos and the video footage from Bora Bora to back to our house. And so we're actually bringing little hard drives. (laughs) Well, actually pretty little in terms of size, but big in terms of storage space. So all these little things, think about that. Really give yourself the space and the time to prepare and to not only capture the experience for yourself and your clients, but also for your audience. And then I think about marketing within my company. So what's happening behind the scenes while I'm away? So we're releasing podcasts, we're sending out emails, we're posting on social. All of that stuff is happening behind the scenes while I'm away or we've prepared for it ahead of time. Now, I'm not going to go into full-blown detail on that. I know not everyone listening is running a business, but this, again, just pertains to you planning ahead, looking at your calendar, seeing what's coming up down the pipeline and getting ahead of the game so that you can get to this location or into this experience and not worry about all these other pieces. And we said that to our clients as well. You know, how can you give yourself as much space as possible? How can you plan ahead? How can you look at your marketing, set up emails ahead of time? So on the first leg of my trip, the four hours or three or four hours from Austin to LA, I'm going to be making sure everything is buttoned up. Before that, obviously I'm doing a lot of prep work, but like final, you know, getting everything buttoned up on that flight and then it's computer off. And then I'll be checking in a little bit day to day, but not much. Everything else is going to be set. Emails will be scheduled. Podcast episodes will be set to be released. My team members who are working on things in the background, they'll know that I'm not going to be reviewing or checking in on certain items until I'm back. 
So really thinking about that. And that really pertains to team. That was my next point is everyone set up for success while you're away. How can you make it so you receive the least amount of phone calls or texts or Slack messages or emails from people needing something from you? I even told my accountant, hey, I'm going away. Told my lawyer, hey, I'm going away. All these things. So making sure you're clearly communicating with people and people have what they need and are set up for success before you're away. Same thing if you're a parent and you have a babysitter, you have someone, grandparents or someone stepping in to watch the kids while you're away. How can you set them up for success? What conversations do you want to have with them? How often do you want to be checking in? Really think about all of this in your mind so that you can have, again, a stress-free experience. You don't have people waiting on something from you. You don't have anything weighing on your shoulders because you know it's taken care of. And of course, this is life. It's not perfect. Things will come up. But what can you do to best set yourself up for success and create boundaries? Okay, that's really what this conversation is about. And I know that it might feel like this is a lot to think about. And of course it is. And it might feel like, oh, this is way too structured. I just want to go. This is about freedom. This is about having fun. And of course it is. But what I found is that creating boundaries, creating these lists, creating these processes, understanding what I want to feel on this experience, that actually creates more freedom. So having more structure can actually create more freedom, especially on the actual days where I'm there on the island right? And I'm going to be grateful that I had done all this prep work. I'm grateful that I set myself up for success in terms of sleep and health and food, all those pieces. Grateful that we spent the extra amount of money to fly our photographer out. Grateful that we prepped for our clients in terms of them having fun. Because for driven women, fun doesn't actually happen naturally. We have to plan for fun, okay? And give ourselves the space to have it. So I hope that's helpful. I hope that gives you an indication of how we prep for our experiences like this, the things that go into making this successful for our clients, the things that go into making sure that James and I and my team are set up for success. And I hope that this inspires you to join us on a future I Heart My Life experience. You can always go to iheartmylife.com to learn more. Uh, we haven't released all these yet, all the information yet, but trust me, it's on its way. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams. <laughs>